0: Welcome to another episode
2: of What's Up, Belly Up, a podcast brought to you by Belly Up Sports. Here are your hosts. For today's show, Mike Brown and Zach Mack. We're live. Did we lose you? Why are you still muted? i not... It- yeah that's weird
3: i must be on major leg am i on major leg you were a little bit but we got you now i would say during the intro i was uh i was uh cutting out the 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 seconds went from five to to two to twenty so yes again what else would it be welcome back to what's up belly up it wouldn't be uh an intro without some kind of fuck up so here we are that's right on behalf of myself the host Mike Brown, I got, it's Zach Mack here. Zach, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing well, man. Uh I, it, it looked, I checked the weather today. It looked cold everywhere else, but doing, uh doing well at mid 80s down here. So can't complain. How, I'm how are you just doing?
3: glad to see good, good. I'm just glad to see you standing because uh I saw you were on a, a show a little earlier and I wasn't sure how long you'd last. The old corner booth you jumped on there. I didn't know, uh you know, th- those boys usually go a long time up there. So I'm surprised that you're, you're still here and, and, and kicking.
2: Yeah, man, long show, 90 minutes, that was, uh, that was, that was, uh, that was a marathon, as they, as they call it, but uh, no, it was a good time with uh, Jared and Kelsey on there, um, if you guys don't know, and if you're new around here, check out Corner Booth, it's also on the Belly, uh, belly Up Podcast Network, uh, pretty cool show, but yeah, I was on that a oh, little bit earlier, true. like you mentioned, uh, it was a good time, man, it was a good time, but uh, glad to be uh, back here, back home. What is it? Home home arena? Home
3: ice. Home, home sweet. Home ice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh for those uh that are uh that are listening podcast version, we are live on uh on Twitter, uh Tiki, well it's actually Belly Up TV now. Uh Twitter, Belly Up TV, and YouTube. And, and uh Zach's always got a nice uh repertoire of hats. And I and I'm digging this hat tonight. Uh pretty uh, I don't necessarily know if it's sports oriented, but it's Florida. Well, what's the you usually have some kind of decent story. You just cop this just because you liked it.
2: Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate the hat shot out there. This was a uh, this was a birthday gift this year from uh from the old uh, GF. And uh it's branded Bills. So if if y'all aren't familiar with Branded Bills, you can get like these cool hats with the state state logo. And uh so I got a Michigan one and she got me now a Florida one, which I think it's got like I think that's half of the uh Florida flat. This is mirrored, so it's like really oh, okay. hard for me yeah, to yeah, fucking. Cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> you see me trying to like, but yeah, it's 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 part of the Florida flag in there. So yeah, man, appreciate the shout out. It's, it's a it's a very comfortable hat though. Absolutely. So. Check
3: them out. There you go. So we we get no no paid advertising there, but uh, yeah. if you guys want to talk to us, we're here. So, but anyways, uh got a, got a great show for you. It's crazy how the NFL season has has winded down, seasons over. So a lot of topics go away, people. People don't realize. So for those those people that have hockey shows, baseball shows, NBA shows, shows, uh, you know, big props to them, because even though we're not one sport oriented, you know, we talk a lot about a lot about football. So so football is really cut into things. So you're going to see us talking a lot more about the NHL this year, uh, even some NBA and, and Zach's favorite, the MLB. So so getting right into it, we will start with the NFL. Uh, it sounds. I believe I saw today. Uh, Eric Bieniemy sounds like he'll be ba- he'll be back in twenty twenty two with the Chiefs. Zach, this is this is a guy that probably the last three or four years has taken a. Well, I mean, obviously with Patrick Mahomes, but but taking an offense is, and has been completely lights out. One of the most uh, probably uh, prolific play callers. I mean, even though you got sprinkling Andy Reid and stuff like that, uh, he's always up for head coaching jobs. But it's just a guy that just doesn't seem to ever take that next step. He's always interviewing and stuff like that. I he didn't hear a lot about it back with the chiefs. Um, I mean, what can we expect? I mean, he expected more of the same old things. It's almost like it, it would be good for anybody rooting against the chiefs for him to go somewhere else. and kind of take that wrinkle out and then them have to figure out the offense, but back again for 2022, uh, there were some rumblings that he may not be back, which is crazy. Uh, whether you you follow it close or not, you know somebody like him behind that offense. You think, uh you know, not necessarily going into the draft that they're going to need much firepower, but you think that that offense really misses a beat next year, or I guess this year.
2: The Chiefs' offense with bringing him back. Yeah. You mean? Yes. I mean, I, I I think you know, I think as a Chiefs fan, you want him back. You know, mm-hmm. um like you said, he's he's been in the conversation for head coaching jobs for the past handful of years now, and um you know, like you said, it, it it doesn't seem to be, you know, committing anywhere else other than Kansas City. I I don't read too much into it, but uh, I don't blame him. I mean, you've got a chance to, at least right now, to win a Super Bowl year in and year out in Kansas yeah. City. So, you know, you got that chance at a ring. I, I don't think you're really, you know, entertaining. Unless a head coaching job is like your dream you know, you know some guys just want to be a head coach and they don't care where it's at but if, if, if championships and being part of a a championship organization is what you want is what he wants in his life right now then you know it, it doesn't surprise me that he doesn't want to move on from Kansas City you know I feel like if I had a role in Kansas City I wouldn't wouldn't move on you know unless it was to another contender at a
3: which That actually brings me up to a really good question. uh, You and I, were we'll we'll talk about this too. Uh, We were talking last night before the N-Israel game, the the Oilers-Lightning game, and you bring up a really good point because, you know, when you go to, I mean, any form of coaching, you know, are you just, are you looking to be that head coach or when you get to the pros or something like that, you're just hoping to get in with the program and stay with them and then be as lead as he is. With a team like Kansas City, like you said, that, that can constantly win Super Bowls. You know, th- this made me think last night, you know, I obviously watching that game, the Oilers, you know, they, they got rid of their coach, called up a new coach. Well, I guess signed a new coach that he was the AH, or AHL uh, coach. And so that, that brought up a good point. Like, yeah, all these coaches, all these memorable coaches, all these professional coaches in and, an organization uh, – you know, essentially signs an AHL coach, which nothing wrong with it. But I mean, could you imagine that? And, and it's funny because I was, I was listening to it and, and he was a, he's a big Mike Babcock guy. He was, he has ties with Babcock. And they said, you know, they asked him his, his first uh, you know, who was the first person he called outside of his wife. And he said that he exchanged checks with Babcock and stuff like that. So, so as a, as a minor league coach, maybe even the lower leagues, would you would you look at it like man i want to get to the i want to get to the to the top leagues whether it's the nhl the nfl the nba and i want to be a head coach or are you just like you know i just want to get in the league and kind of get my feet wet so so without my long rant here you know going from the ahl to the nhl i, I mean is that like a dream come, come true you know i mean for most of these guys i mean i'm sure obviously it's kind of easy to say but i mean that that's that to me was surprising uh I, obviously, I don't. I don't know the background on him. Uh, obviously, he, yeah, I'm sure he deserves it. I'm sure you're going to know more than I. But I mean, a jump like that from the AHL to the NHL. Uh, you know, what do you think about something like that?
2: Yeah, and I think that comes down to you know each coach individually. Same situation in in Detroit. Okay. Jeff Blashill was the coach for the Griffins before, uh, you know, he jumped up to to coach the Red Wings now. Um, and I, I think you see that more in in the NHL as opposed to. Well, even like obviously the MLB and then the NBA who's got their own minor league NFL doesn't really have a minor league, but um, I think, you know, I think a lot of, I would say a lot of coaches, that's probably their dream. You know, they're, they're, they're I mean, that's kind of a loaded question. Yeah. 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 You're trying to get your foot in the door. You'll be a videos coach. You'll be a, you'll be a, you know, equipment manager. You'll be whatever to just get, to try and earn your way up, you know, but, but in some other cases, it looks like, especially like Eric Biennemi, like we're talking about, Maybe maybe you're just in it for the experience. Maybe you just want to be around football, and you don't care about you know having just just the ability to coach is enough. You know you don't have to be the head coach. You know it, I, I you know I think some guys don't have that. Uh, what is it like a, a, a ego complex or, or whatever yeah. it is? You know that. But 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 I would say a lot of them probably do. A lot of people that get into coaching that's you know that's probably what they're trying to do, and so. It's it's cool when you see guys make that leap, like like Dan Campbell, you know, like you yeah. know, I'm sure I'm sure he's just loving being a head coach. But obviously Eric Banamy is not like his number one thing is not to be a head coach because I think over the past few years he could have been a head coach if he wanted to. If I, I'm sure that you know he's knocked interviews out the park and, and there's there's teams willing to offer him, but if he would rather be part of a championship experience and and firsthand like being able to firsthand watch Patrick Holmes evolve as a quarterback I feel like is you know a gift yeah
3: yeah it's it's crazy I mean I'm sure like I said it's kind of a little thing there's a lot behind it to to have somebody like your franchise quarterback like Mahomes that you know you're you only get to see you know somebody like him and you know, however often it's hard to believe, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, I know that, like I said, that was kind of a random question, but I was just thinking about that last night, watching the game. So uh, sticking with, uh, with football here, NFL, this is my last NFL question because this is uh, hopefully the last time we talk about this. Aaron Rodgers continues to, to be the biggest troll job in probably close to all professional sports. Uh, you see this guy's interview on uh, Pat McAfee, and and or I mean he, he came out talked to Pat McAfee. Then he had this long script about, uh, you know, just thanking people, and 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 I just like I mean, obviously it's very much up in the air, depending on what side. This is very much. Tom Brady asked, although Tom Brady didn't take it to the, this is extent. We talked about this uh, one of the other episodes where, you know, he was either walking into the stadium or out of the stadium, you know, that that commercial or that picture. You know, Tom Brady kind of trolled people and it was fun, ha But I feel like there's so many opinions on Aaron Rodgers. Like he's either – he's pretty much saying, oh, I'm either retiring or, uh, you know, I'm only playing with the Packers or I'm retiring or I'm only not playing with the Packers. I, I'm seeing it so many different ways right now. What's your take on him and and is he like the ultimate like California bro dude whatsoever? Like I mean like like I mean like Dan Campbell like Dan Campbell's like dude dude like 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 bro dude like blue collar and I feel like Aaron Rodgers is just like straight like bro like
2: like I, I don't know like yeah. there's just something about this guy that just irks the shit out of me. I mean he's he does cuz he does everything that irks the shit out of you. You know I mean he grows his hair out he's He's a drama, drama queen within the organization. He's doing, I think I sent it to you direct message on Twitter where he was, he posted the picture on Instagram of the um, uh, Randall Cobb and, and yeah, I where say he usually stands, Adams, Dante yeah, Dante Adams. Adams yeah. where he stands between them, but it was an empty space for him. I think the game that he wasn't playing and, and he just does that, you know, he just posts these because he knows that people are going to talk about it. And, I think he's just in his bedroom getting off to the fact that people are are talking about Aaron Rodgers in the headlines, and he's like, he's like, look at them, they're they're fucking these silly fucking motherfuckers are drooling over my Instagram post that you know it's just an literally an empty slot between two players, like, and he's you know probably loving it, which is just I just, just think that's the type of guy he is, and it's and I also saw he, he called
3: off he called off his engagement too recently, which I feel like. I've seen that happen. I think I feel like he's called off a couple of those. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, just...
3: but I mean, so, so like a guy like this, this late in his career, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, there's enough, there's enough Aaron Rodgers hate to go around, but I'll give credit where credit is due. I mean, he's a great quarterback. I mean, he does great things. He's one of those elite quarterbacks that, that, you know, when he's gone, it's going to be hard to see. Although, being an NFC uh, Lions fan, him, you know, I'll be, I'll be grateful. But I mean, is is that a guy that like because he's so good, he's absolutely so dominant that you would be okay being in a locker room with him and, and just kind of like sweep it under a rug, or would you just be like like I feel like there's just like there's two two different two different ways to handle it. You, you kind of sweep it under the rug and it is what it is, roll your eyes, or like there's so much spite and there's so much tension in the locker room, but because he is who he is, you just you don't have that place to really unless you're like this great veteran or something like i mean how would you feel about like would you be conflicted or would you just be like this dude's great i just got to deal with it
2: yeah i feel like when it comes to like people like aaron Rodgers, and again i don't know him personally obviously so uh you know take what i say with a grain of salt but um you just i feel like in the locker room you either know if you're you're his boy or 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 you're not and and you just kind of got to
0: you kind of got to
2: go with whatever category you fall into, you know, if you're, if you're his boy, then obviously life's probably good. And, and, but you know, the downside is you, you may get rolled into some drama at at some point or another.
3: Would you want to be his boy?
2: Yeah. Me personally, no, but I, I (laughs) can see where I'm biased and I just hate the guy. And, but I, because you're right i mean he is so good and and i'm trying to think of like somebody to compare him to in other sports it's it's
3: because well, i mean there's a, there's another guy before him you know Brett Favre that was closely in the same situation
2: yeah yeah and and i think you see that more in football than in any other sport i you know i want to say like i think
3: social media magnifies it because Brett Favre didn't yeah. have that social media like that so I, mean, it's like, I don't it's know. Like I if mean,
2: any other team grabs him, it's like you know what you're getting. You know, you're getting a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, but you're also getting some drama. Like I don't know is that is that like kind of what you're getting when you when you get uh, Russell Westbrook or or uh, I don't know Manny Machado. Like I don't know if I don't know if Manny Machado. But you know you you know what you're getting when you get Manny Machado. It's going to be some drama along with it. He's got talent. so
3: I guess then there was some comparisons. You're talking about, you know, other players in, in different leagues. There's a lot of comparisons to Michael Jordan saying Michael Jordan was very much like this, you know, in in that, his, his show, the last dance, you know, you kind of saw behind the scenes, they didn't necessarily depict him as as a bad person, but you know, people don't realize that obviously he retired. He came back from retirement. He went and played baseball and he pretty much held his, his organization kept, or I mean, you know, hostage and said, you know, give me this many years. And if it doesn't amount to anything, then I'll come back. Like, but when you're that good, those are the opportunities that you have that you can, you can do where you and I go in an organization, we just make the team. They're going to fucking laugh at us. If we say something like that, they're going to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of, kind of what happens, you know? And, and, but I do feel like, and I know I always resort to, to you being the hockey guy, but like, I don't necessarily see. I mean, there's divas in hockey, but I don't know necessarily that that it is that big in hockey. Like, there's not many guys. I mean, you're gonna have them, yes, but I don't feel like you you, you have these conversations with a lot of hockey players like you do basketball and and in and football players. And, am I missing a, a few or or is it? No,
2: I think in hockey. I mean, like especially in the NHL, I you don't see too many people being vocal about not being where they want to. Or not being where they are, which is, I I think really the case with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he just doesn't. He's just not happy in Green Bay, um, but he's winning. So that's obviously the internal struggle that he's having. And and usually in the NHL when that happens, it's it's handled behind closed doors a lot of the times, and and people are moved if they want to be moved. Um, you don't see a whole lot of people like making a fuss about. And and it really just happens. I, I would say the MLB a little bit. I mean it's no surprise. I don't pay very close attention to MLB, but, but, you know, I think, I think I've heard a story or two about MOB players throwing a fit about, you know, where they're at. Um, But yeah, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't happen as often in, uh in the NHL and obviously happens all the time in the NBA.
3: So, and let me throw this at you. This, this isn't on the, on the topics, but we're kind of talking, we're kind of all over today. Cause Zach and I kind of threw this list together late, but, We just kind of check the headlines of what's going on. Obviously, uh, we're not a political show. We don't go into politics. You know, everybody has their own viewpoint. Zach and I don't even really talk about that. But, but there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Obviously, with with Russia and UK and stuff like that. You know, I've seen a lot of things, especially very much. And I, I don't know if you've seen this about Ovi being very. uh, I guess a couple years ago, he started a website or something like that that was very much backing. Putin and stuff like that. And there was some real concern maybe with the PR side of stuff with, with Washington and stuff like that. And, and, and if they should, you know, kind of protect him or really make sure he doesn't say anything, you know, this is talking, this is again, a different kind of thing because outside of baseball, baseball is very international, but, but hockey's gotta be, if not the biggest, you know, I mean, obviously probably baseball's probably more, more countries and stuff like that. I mean, I could be wrong, but, but hockey is predominantly, you know, international, obviously. So I, I'm sure you heard a little bit about this, like, you know, what are your thoughts on, on stuff like that? And, and this goes, you know, there, there was a lot of rumblings regardless about you know, players in general from, from, you know, Russia and stuff like that, that there was a lot of concern and, and there's a lot of concern for these players, families and stuff like that. If they are, it's, it's, it's I, again not to go political and stuff like that but you you, you kind of know what i'm saying like, like yeah. for players like this and the stuff that is happening while they're here in the states you know do, do you feel for a guy like that i mean whether whether he backs putin or not or or is it kind of one of those things like you know I, I i guess i don't know exactly what i'm asking you but but, but, no, what, but what's, yeah,
0: your, what's yeah. your
3: take on that
2: yeah i get it i mean i to be honest with you i feel terrible for uh ovi because like you said, it's, it's such a hard dynamic. He's, he's from Russia and a couple years ago, you know, he, he, he backed the Putin campaign and, you know, people are calling him out for that, but he plays in Washington DC is his home, you know, yeah, it, the team he plays for. So it's just, a, it's a weird dynamic there. And I, you know, I don't know, they're talking about, you know, he's going to talk to the media. I can't remember if it was tonight or if it was tomorrow, but he was set to address the media and it's, you know to me it's if he wants to address the media then fine you know that's his own prerogative but it, i don't think that you know we need to mandate that he he says anything it, it's it's a very yeah. tough situation for him his family's in russia so you know he either he either stands up there and and denounces what what putin's doing and faces the backlash or no yeah denounces putin and puts his family at risk
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, risk. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or he sides with Putin and and just gets torn apart here, where where he plays and where he predominantly yeah. lives, and it's a lose lose for for him. So I, I I don't I I hate I you know I was fuming today on Twitter where I saw people demanding that that Ovi talk to the media about this, and I'm just like. I don't think he realize how dangerous that is. Like th- there is no safe way for him to address the media in this situation, nor should he like dude plays hockey, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't dictate political affairs, whether he backed Putin or not was not going to change Putin's decision. So, you know, it's, it's to me, I just hate the people that, that, you know, they want to put him up there and they want to say, you know, defend your take for, you know, campaigning for Putin two years ago. Like, What's he going to say? What do you want him to say? You know, it's, it's just ridiculous in my opinion.
3: And uh, yeah, we, that's, that's kind of what I was like yeah, looking at it. And I was just like, you know, I kind of felt the same way. Like, regardless, I mean, we're all in, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, from, from me sitting here, I can't tell you what, what's right and wrong. And you know, whether our previous president, our president now, or, or Putin, I mean, at this point they're all, scoundrels i mean they're all i mean it doesn't matter who you who you back i mean but it's just it was one of those things that kind of came up and i just wanted to get your kind of take on it so so yeah absolutely and and, you know even though even saying and realizing he played in washington i still didn't even put two and two together that yeah the national cap that's even like a worse situation for him so so yeah it's definitely difficult but uh we'll, we'll get into a little baseball news here then we'll get back into some hockey um Obviously, we're force They went four straight days in negotiation for the MLB. I know Zach's really excited to talk about this. Uh, no deal again. I think we're about four days out, three days out from the actual season uh, supposedly kicking off. It looks like, obviously, at this point, um, it, it's it's more. It, I mean, it's not going to happen. It, I, I, I mean, they keep throwing these guys in a room. I, I would just, I would just love to be a fly in the wall. Like how how like how juvenile and how, you know, elementary these, these conversations are, but uh, you know, I I saw a good point and they just said there there was somebody on Twitter that just said, screw it. Just get rid of the MLB, put them in a lockout, call up every minor league player to, to fill in for them, pay every minor leaguer a $500,000 flat fee uh, across the board. You're going to save money. Uh, You're going to be able to fill the stands. You're going to see some, that's a raise for a lot of them. Yeah, and and that's a great raise for that for those guys. Gives them an opportunity to showcase what they're doing. Then maybe, uh, and I'm and I'm not, I'm definitely not on the MLB side. Dude, I don't but,
2: hate this idea at all. This is the first time but, I'm hearing this idea, and I love but, it. Uh,
3: but maybe put the the players, you know, out there and say, hey, you know, which which I think the players won't budge. But but I thought that too. Like a great a great concept. It's going to save the the organization's money. They're going to still be able to sell tickets. Players are going to come in. It's going to give these young kids an opportunity to showcase their talent. You know. I I don't, I mean, there is no way in hell the MLB is going to get a, a deal done. So why are they not looking for, for, for options, you know, at at this point, you know, every owner is a greedy bastard. um You know, I, I don't understand how they're not having these kind of situations. I don't even know the legality of it. If it if something can happen, I would, I would assume they could pretty much just say, okay, we're going to start the season. We're going to call everybody up, you know, but I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. This first time you're hearing what do you think about it.
2: Dude, I like that. I like that a lot. I, I would love to see, yeah, I, I, obviously like the, the more I like, cause you, like you said, the first time, like I said, first time I heard this, I love the idea and I'm going through all the logistics of it in my mind. You call it, you know, you call everybody up, they start playing and all those guys that were playing in the AAA, <clears throat> whatever, you know, for Detroit, it's Toledo for, you know, yeah. for St. Louis, it's Memphis. But you know, you, you, then you all of a sudden you have all those fans invested like you've got Toledo, people in Toledo that are going to be invested in what the Detroit Tigers are doing because it's now it's their guys playing. And, you know, Memphis, versus St. Louis, same, same deal. Uh, so I think that's a very cool idea. Um, you know, I obviously I don't know. I, you, we, it would probably take 12, 12, to 15 lawyers to figure out, you know, what what exactly has to be done to make sure that 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 goes through. But um, I love that idea. And I think it would it would stick it to both. The players and the owners. I don't know how much it would stick it to the owners, really, though. Like if you're still selling selling tickets.
3: Yeah, I don't think it would stick it to the owners. I think it would more so be a benefit of the owners.
2: Yeah, yeah. It would be a huge benefit to the owners and it would stick it to the players, really.
3: Yeah. And and I think, like I said, I think the players would, would kind of be chomping at the bit to to see their peers out there, the young guns. But I mean, really, what do they have to lose at this point? They would just sit out, they got their money. But but I do know that if there is a if there is a MLB lockout, the players don't get paid, so that is one thing. Which most of these players, again, unless we're talking about the minor leagues there on the on the 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 fringe, it them missing a paycheck or uh, a couple of paychecks isn't going to hurt them. So, no. but uh, but yes, uh, last last uh, comment here. While all the old MLB lockout talk is going on, there are several players complaining about this shift. Um, You've seen this. I've seen this. And, and I get it. I, 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 you know, the, the, the the whole thing with you saying, you know, baseball, the uh, easiest thing to do is hit a, hit a baseball and stuff, yada, 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 you know.
2: Well, so you, let's be careful here. I, I, I did not say it was the easiest thing to do. Well, Just you know, speak, don't, don't, a, you're going to, you're going to have people in my mentions drilling me saying, me saying it was the easiest totally thing to do.
3: But, uh, <laughs> So, so, so you see the shift and, and we've dealt with it with, with making in Detroit, uh, you know, when he was really on a tear and the shift is still relative, relative relatively new within the past 10 years. And, and you do look at it. You see, okay, you're a professional baseball player and the left field line is wide open. Why don't you just blink it right down the left field line? It's just that easy. Instead, these players are now complaining about the shift, make it illegal. It's not good for the game. You know, what's your thought? Obviously, I know your thoughts on baseball. What's your thoughts on something like that? Taking uh, logistics or, I guess, is that coaching or, you know, kind of different things out yeah. of the game just because you can't beat it?
2: Uh, look, I, I don't – to be honest with you, I don't hate it. And and I've been following this stuff, and, and I've been thinking about it the past couple of days. And maybe we disagree on this, maybe. But I used to be – I used to be for a long time was in the camp of – if they're going to shift on you, you know, like you just said, hit it down the other, you know, hit hit an opposite field fucking single. It'll turn into a triple or a double, you know, just do it. But now the more I think about it, I'm like, they're doing it so much. And you've, we've seen other sports like the, like the NBA, which took zone defense out. You can't play zone defense. Uh, the NFL, which – made pass interference obviously way more strict it won the super bowl for the rams and so all these other sports are making changes to benefit the offense you know why not baseball i don't hate it i i i could i could see getting behind people banning the shift or at least putting in a rule saying you know you've got to have x amount of people on this side of second base you've got to have you know y amount of people on the other side of second base well, what if it like was that. like
3: very very strategic and you could only do like two a game or something like like a challenge like you could only do two yeah i would be for that
2: know. too or yeah like uh um you can do one yeah yeah i like that like one you can do one for the starting pitcher
0: Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.
2: And then one for the relief pitchers in total. So if you're starting pitcher plays all nine, oh, yeah, nine innings, you can only, can only do, do people, one.
3: Yeah, so, well, I guess, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, you probably, then, start, then we'd be talking about some, like, uh, imperfect games and stuff for, yep. for uh, somebody wanting to throw out the so shift. Can up shift yeah. another one. <laughs> I don't think it's that serious, but, but yes, I, I just saw cause Joey Gallo was talking about it and, and it is funny because, you know, he said one shift per three innings. There you go. Ryan McCarthy jumped in, in <laughs> our comments here. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I it wouldn't be horrible, but, but you do talk about, you know, Joey Gallo is, is one talk. He's, he's either a, a 200 hitter or he hits 40, 40 home runs. There's no in-between. That's that's what you're going to get out of him for a season, you know. So so he's talking about having six outfielders. You know, he can't even drop in a single. Well, I don't know what he's talking about. He's not going to drop in a single either way. Yeah. He's going to either strike out or he's going to hit a home run. So, uh, But either way, it's it's interesting to see because then you talk about records and stuff like that. I don't think that necessarily hurts any records in the MLB. But I, I kind of alluded to it in the last episode. You know, you got you, you added an extra game in the uh, in the in the NFL, so that's going to give all these players an extra opportunity to to essentially shatter um, shatter NFL records. And we saw it with Cooper Cup, even though you know Megatron still held on to that regular season uh, you know yards because obviously, I mean, for most receiving yards, but Cooper Cup had that run because he made it through the Super Bowl of all those extra games. Still, don't necessarily get. Get the record that just shows how great Megatron actually was, but you're going to see records like that with one extra game on the line, and then playoffs. You know these guys are going to be able to do those kind of things, um, and that's that's what I don't like about. I
2: mean, I, I, I mean, can I, I just say about records cause while you're on the topic of records? It meant to be that, broken as ever. Yeah. Because well, no, well, errors change all the time, right? Like, I mean, yeah. NFL didn't always be before we went to the seventeen game. It wasn't always sixteen games either, you know. So like, yeah. you know, errors change. Like we, we want to bitch about it now, but it, you know, in in twenty years, we'll be fine. We'll just be like, you know, it was a seventeen and it wasn't game era,
3: ever predominantly you know? passive either. You know, they pounded the yeah. rock so so definitely. Yeah, but yeah, that that's that's a good comment there. But but yeah, it's just it's just. I mean, I guess you're gonna have that, and then we can talk about steroids in baseball and all that kind of stuff. You know, the different errors again that you're talking about, like. You know, and then you can insinuate, too, that, okay, maybe there weren't steroids back in the day, 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 but these dudes were fucking bumping lines of coke and doing different things that, at the time, that was a performance-enhancing drug. These guys were, you know, running circles. That's why you got a movie like the Major League. That, that movie is probably uh, 100% true that we don't even realize it's an actual documentary of players running through the outfield walls and stuff like that like in Cleveland. But, you know, just in general, just just goofy stuff like that. But, uh, but enough baseball talk. That's usually how we end uh, the whole baseball talk. We just cut it off right there. Uh, getting <laughs> back into a little hockey talk. Obviously, uh, he, your boy. I don't even know the rat. Marshawn is is he is he? Uh, how do you feel about him? He, he's returned after a six game suspension. Uh, you know, I, I, is this his second suspension this season, or at least second big suspension, something like that? Dude,
2: yeah. I, it, but it was- uh, I
3: know he was he was wary of it. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked you. And I and I've watched when you and KJ had puck puck pass. You know, you guys talk quite a bit, and, and KJ is always a, a Penguins fan and stuff like that. But where where's old Brad rank on? There? I mean, is he a player that you hate to play against but would love to have him?
2: Uh, yeah. I I think as an NHL player, that's probably pretty accurate. Um, me personally, I I, I think I would just hate him no matter what. Um, <laughs> but,
3: to your Aaron Rodgers.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to put it. But, yeah, just a pest, you know. And, and six games for the – for those of you who didn't see it, he punched a goalie in the side of the head. And then as the, the refs were trying to separate him from the goalie, he went up and slashed the goalie with the stick. And, you know, all that all that violence got him six games. So
3: Was he uh, – and, and I don't know, honestly, uh, for my lack of, of a hockey knowledge, was he uh, a highly – touted player coming up like before he was in the nhl do you know i want to say um, no
2: i mean that i mean that goes way back um, i know that yeah that's what
3: i'm saying i'm kind of
2: yeah i i've smoked too much de- devil's lettuce to to, <laughs> to to recall stuff that far away but i want to say no i want to say he wasn't highly touted and 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 people said he was too small and this and that and and he just kind of made his way but uh it's just a shame that he couldn't make his way on pure skill. You know, he had to be a he had to be a pest along the way. It's just unfortunate.
3: That's exactly what it was. And then actually, what was this? Two, three nights ago. Uh, obviously, yesterday, I think the NHL released the statement about their officiating crew and how they the safety and stuff like that. Well, what game was that? That uh, one of the players slash yeah, yeah, is that, they reached out. Yeah, so something like that. You know, this this is almost kind of on topic for that situation. Uh, for those that didn't see that, uh, did you did you watch it live? I'm sure you've seen it obviously since.
2: I've seen it since. I I, di- I didn't see it live, but yeah, it was it was Nathan McKinnon who who tried to he tried to slash. It was somebody on the Bruins, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, the Bruins. Yeah, that, that's what was funny it was the Bruins. So yeah,
2: yeah, because yeah. the Bru- I think the Bruins won that game like five to one. Um, and obviously, so obviously frustrations uh, with Nate McKinnon, the the star of the Avalanche, and he went to go slash somebody and missed and and hit the ref. You know, people on Twitter were saying that he didn't hit him and he hit the ice in front of him, and then the angle was deceiving. This, that, and the other. And basically, what it came down to from what I from what I read was that the referee had a hearing with the NHL and pretty much said, you know, he did it by accident. He apologized right after. You know, I recommend we don't suspend him. And and in these cases, because Abusing a ref, in the rule book, abusing a ref is an automatic suspension. But it's a hearing from the NHL with the ref that was abused, right? And they almost 100% of the time go with what the ref's side of the story is. So the fact that this official said that McKinnon didn't do it on purpose and he apologized and so it's no big deal, kind of was the official giving McKinnon a break. You could spin it that way and you could say that they're showing him Preferential treatment because he's a star player in the league. I, I I don't know. I I really think that the ref was just being honest. You know, I i don't think McKinnon's intention was to hit the official. And there you go. What is this? Nathan Ryan. McKinnon. The league concluded he was going for a slash on a player and hit a ref. He was probably trying to slash Brad Rashad. I can't blame him. Yeah, I can't blame him either. There you go. I feel the like line. that's how the refs probably felt too. It's like, we can't, we <laughs> wish we, said, we yeah. you would have had everybody
3: it. on the same page on this one. So, yeah. So, uh, last hobby hockey pocket. Jeez, oh, piece. You'd you think I, I have like a stutter or a slur or something yeah. going on right now, but there's there. Hockey topic. And th- this is, uh, I, I want to get into to, to Zach's feelings here. You know, big game played last night. We talked about it earlier. TNT turned it on i was all fired up to watch this matchup oilers lightning in tampa bay two seconds from zach uh got to see some of the top talent in the league uh i, I totally forgot evander kane is with uh, the oilers you know there's tons of talent tons of young kids um see these two teams match up the, the first the first uh period did not did not uh you know, hesitate to, to entertain by any means. Uh, we were, we were trading, Zach and I were trading texts back and forth. The first goal uh, kind of an own goal, uh, you know, kind of went off the, the Oilers players uh, stick right in. And, you know, the goalie was not having it. Then, then I think there was three goals uh, scored in the first. Um, what was your take on that game? And uh, I, I thought you were going to be there.
2: Yeah, oh, Man, I was supposed to be there. It was, it was it was just a, a series of because it's like like I said it's it's twenty se- it's a twenty second walk from my office Emily Arena, um, and I should have been there I should I have you know I've got the McDavid jersey I think I said it last week on the on the on our episode I was going to get it signed I was going to stand out there with a sharpie, and man one thing led to another and and. I don't know if I have time for the whole story, but I'll give you I'll give you the little cliff notes. Free face. <laughs> we were supposed to we were, we were supposed to go pick up some furniture right in Clearwater, which is across the bay, and we, we were supposed to do it the night before. So we go we get halfway there, and they call us, and they're like, "Hey, we can't do it tonight. You got to come back tomorrow." I'm like shit. All right, we got to figure that out. So so tomorrow comes, which is this is a day of the Oilers Lightning game, and you're supposed to go over there. So we we go over there, we get the furniture, we're unloading it, we're building it here in long, short, short. We just didn't have time <clears throat> to get back downtown. Uh, certainly didn't have time to wait outside the arena for the Oilers to show up and get my signature. So I was, I was super fucking salty about that. Um, still salty about it, if you can't tell. Uh, I really just hate talking about it. But, um, yeah, Gronkowski was at the game too. That would have been cool. McDavid scored twice. That would have been cool to see, like – and I just kept bringing it up. I, I kept bringing it up to my girlfriend. I was like, "We should have been at this game." She was like, "She just kept apologizing." And I was just like, <laughs> "It help. We should have been at this game. Should have been so.
3: So my take from this this game, and you can ask me because because if you go back to episode one or two, Zach had this big, this big uh, whole five minute spiel about. The Oilers in, in the next franchise, a, a team you want to see, an up-and-coming team that they're on a tear right now, and I think after that, I think we tweeted they were like o oh, eight and one or something like that, I, I, or like o oh, one and eight, whatever. Yeah, it was it.
2: terrible. And
3: and and like I mentioned earlier, they got rid of their coach. They they called up the uh, their coach from the AHL, which uh, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. Uh, as of last night before the game, he was five zero and one, only one loss. They had to lose, I believe the night before, so they were on a a good run, obviously running into Tampa Bay. So, so my take last night, uh, like I said, um, really, really, I mean, you, there was, there was a, a, you could tell there was a huge difference between both teams. One was very savvy, uh, very energized, very young and very finesse. And that was the Oilers. They would literally take it from one end to the other and, and boom, they put a shot on goal and then it, and then it would kind of flip over. And then, then you get in Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay was more strategic, and, and they would they would dumb it down. I wouldn't say dumb it down, but they they would move the puck in the zone. They they would have the puck in in the enemy, enemy territory for for majority of the of the the sh- shot selection, I should say. Uh, they they both teams came out right away with a a couple shots on goal, then it kind of went quiet. But uh, my my take, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, and this is just a, a sample sizes. Yes, the the Oilers are going to be a great team to watch for for a long time as long as they can keep these guys together. Um, you know, Tampa Bay by no means is any slouch. Obviously, they, they won the game. Uh, they had the uh, the what I don't know what's considered the MVP of the the Stanley Cup I year. Their their goalkeeper. Um, you know, I got Stamkos, which I got. I, how old is he at this point? I mean, I know he had a brother and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, He's getting up there. So so I, I feel like you, you talk about a veteran team versus a young young buck finesse team that. There's two different ways to win games, and you saw it right there. Both teams were great and a lot of fun to watch, but I felt like the veterans and, and the strategy overcame that situation, and, and maybe I didn't watch enough of it, but that was my take. Obviously, there was a few situations where Tampa Bay just, you know, cruised right into the zone and, and put one on net and stuff like that, but, but I mean, it, it, is, is that your take, do you think – obviously you've talked about the Oilers. I mean, do you think like what the Oilers are building right now is something that, that can withstand and and really, really take it to the next level that they're not too many pieces away from really, really competing or, uh, you know, is, is, is a team like the, the lightning more so, uh, veterans some some young guys mixed in uh strate- or strategy and stuff like that more more likely to to repeat something a situation like that obviously i'm not talking to oilers winning this year but i mean i guess if you would put it out there who who's in who's in a better situation with the next two three years
2: next two three years i would say um oh that's tough i i you know because let me address a couple of things um oilers you know, obviously, younger team, like you said, and they're trying to figure it out. You know, they got these two young stars, McDavid and Dreisaitl. And here we got a question from Ryan. Uh, does Ken Holland sell the farm to bring in a goalie at the trade deadline? And if they do, who will they bring in? I, it's It sounds like a very Ken Holland thing to do, you know, to fuck over the future of his team um, in order to try and win right now. I don't know that – I think there are better options out there than Mike Smith. I, if you watched the game last night, like you said, he plays they, – and they reiterated over and over again. He plays deep in his net. And Yeah, and, they
3: talk about that quite a bit.
2: Yeah, and, and you're just – you're not going to go – you're not going to go on a crazy goaltending stretch doing that. You know, shooters are going to shoot on you if you do that. And they're, they're going to find out where you can't save the puck and and what your reaction time is. And it's just it's, – it's night and day really from the other side where you saw Andre Vasilevsky um, – the the difference in those teams because they are and they kept saying that in the game last night it was a, it was a playoff atmosphere two playoff teams likely are going to be playoff teams this year but the difference is that the lightning have that chemistry they've been together for years you know they're obviously they're defending back-to-back champs so you know I, it's not breaking news that they know how to play together But this new coach for, for the Oilers, you know, got them up and moving. Like you said, five zero and one Those five wins weren't against great teams. They came out and they played um, the Minnesota Wild and then the Tampa Bay Lightning. After those five wins, which is what their losses were. So you were right. It was the game before the Lightning. They lost to the Wild like 7-3 or something like that. Those are two good teams, the Wild and the Lightning. So, you know, it's like all of a sudden you're running into good teams and, and – and you're allowing a lot of goals. It could be goaltending, but I think they've got a lot more than goaltending to figure out. Uh, I think if Ken Holland's smart, he won't do that. He won't sell the farm to get a goalie. I think he'll stick with Mike Smith. I think that maybe next year they they have to come up with something, a new game plan, but they lost too many games this year, and they've already – Unless they go on a crazy run, because we've seen it before. I mean, the Blues, when they won the Cup three years ago, right? They fired their coach. They were in last place. They, they So it can be done. You know, you can turn it around in one season. But I think if you're the Oilers, I think you're looking to next season. Um, but – So, so thinking, let me – Yeah.
3: Sorry not to cut you off, but no. am, I, am I wrong to say that there are similarities between this Oilers team – and the Detroit Red Wings,
2: a little bit. Yeah, I think you could draw some similarities because we um, talked think- in a
3: previous episode about about goalkeeping for the Red Wings, and and you know we we've got these young these young studs. Granted, we're, I'm not comparing them this year. Saying so, so let me ask you this, and and, and I know I'm asking a lot of things, and your, your mind's all over. So, given what the the Oilers have now, which is is a great. Two guys, two two guys, and they're still young. Five year plan. Would you say the Oilers or the Red Wings, uh, as their current pace right now, would be a team to to beat? Ooh, all bias aside, right? This,
2: I mean, this would be this would be a great like debate slash slash like article breakdown. But I, off the off the top of my head, I'm going to say the Red Wings are going to be more of a problem in five years than uh, than the Oilers, just because of a their their leadership, Steve Eisenman, over Ken Holland, um, I'm going to give a check mark to Steve Iserman. Um, The young guys in Detroit that are going off Sider and Raymond are younger than McDavid and Drysaddle, and I'm not even convinced that you know both McDavid and Drysaddle will be in Edmonton in five That's years.
3: I how long you can keep them together? For yeah,
2: I, I'm sure McDavid will be. I think he's on a I think he's on a crazy long contract in Edmonton. Dry settle, I'm not so much sure about. And and obviously McDavid can demand a trade between it gets lonely in Edmonton, let's be honest. Like it's way the fuck up there in Canada. I don't even think they have an airport. So like I, I could so, see him just demanding to get the fuck out of there. But uh, you know, I think the Red Wings are in a good situation and they're they're gonna keep building. And yeah, that, that's a good point. I think I think the Red Wings dude, how how awesome would it be if McDavid landed on the Red Wings? Like I can't even
3: <laughs> well pump the brakes pump the brakes mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but i think the, the comparison more so in, in what ryan alluded to is you know and, and we talked like, again we talked about it is like these teams that have the nucleus have the scores but they don't have a goalkeeper and, and like you said when you get deep in the playoffs that's what's going to win you games it doesn't matter how good your team is and how many shots on goal i mean you i mean you look at ovi like yeah, he's still scoring at a, at a great rate, but you talk about points in and, and points. Uh, the Oilers have what number two and number three player in the league. Ovi's not even on the top five, and that just shows like how 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 deep these teams are. Where Ovi's, uh, obviously uh, he's he's a he's a he's a shot taker, goal scorer, really not much else. In and, and without a goalkeeper, you know you really can't back up a team like that. So so it's so it's a good comment by Ryan. You know, and, and not to again get away from everything, but you know, comparing, I, I said who would, who would be good maybe in two to three years, um, you know, you know, Holland, like you said, Holland, that that is kind of the mo. But I mean, really, what kind of what kind of with with having the young talent like that, what kind of talent can you really part with, or, or what kind of what do you really have to give away to really get any goalkeeping? Yeah, I mean, because well, I, because
2: I, yeah, because here is the thing with the Oilers is that you are not really if you if you sell the farm to bring in a goalie. You're kind of selling your future, but but you're not really because your future is Connor McDavid, those kids, and, yeah. and, and Leon Soto, You know, so you're 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 not like thinking I'm going to draft somebody better than Connor McDavid in two years. Like that's just not going to happen, you know. So it it makes sense that you would like if if they really think if they can kid themselves into thinking that they have a shot at winning the Stanley Cup, then that's the move that they'll make. They'll go for a goalie. Um, and to answer Ryan's question, who will they bring in? Um I could see them making a move for for Marc Andre Fleury. He's in Chicago, they're not a contender and obviously he's a guy that can can and has carried a team through the playoffs and definitely deserves to do to do that um
3: to be on a team contending.
2: Yeah, yeah, because you know, he's he's and he's done it before. It, it it's just it makes sense to try and go get Marc Andre. There's no sense in him sitting on a Blackhawks roster that's not even going to sniff the playoffs. So um, and
3: what's the the Evander Kane situation? What is he just like a one year deal kind of pruitt type deal thing there?
2: Yeah, they just kind of signed. Team. It was kind of like a, um, and they kind of they mentioned in the game it was almost like a free trade deadline deal, you know, where you kind of you yeah, sign and him. There's, for, no,
3: there's no ties, you know, yeah. or
2: nothing. Yeah, and 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 he's produced so far that with the short short period of time he's been on the team, so it's a good payoff for them. Um, yeah, I I don't know how much it lasts beyond this year, especially if. If, you know, they get bounced in the first round or something like that, then then I don't think it's anything they're married to. But I will say, you know, if, if they get to the playoffs and Evander Kane is is putting in, like, a goal every other game and, and assisting on a goal every game and, and being influential in a playoff push, then maybe the Oilers think they're onto something, you know? Absolutely. So,
3: so uh, with that being said, <laughs> we've got one more topic here. Excuse me. I wanted to bring this up. Because this is the ultimate – you talk about the, the ultimate uh, GOATs in sports. We talked about Brady. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to necessarily lump him in. We talked about Michael Jordan. Um, we're talking about LeBron. LeBron openly saying that I think after this season he's he's no longer – he'll be a free agent with the Lakers. And I think his son is uh, scheduled to be drafted in 2022, which should be this year, I believe. So it all – I'm sure this was all worked out. You know, It was all – this was the way his, his contract was set up. And, and LeBron pretty much just said, you know, I'm not going to take a, a, a discount by any means, you know, just sign with somebody, but wherever my son goes, I'm going. Is this like the ultimate flex uh, in like a, a GOAT conversation where, you know, okay, maybe, maybe his son maybe isn't really that good, but LeBron James in year 19, 18, 19, 20 – He's still going to be an all-star. So if I'm going to sign his son, I'm going to get his dad, you know, at least for a, a, a good playoff, or I mean, for for a push, you know, is that, is that like the ultimate flex? Or is that more so like holding teams hostage saying, you know, like this is what you got to do essentially because obviously nobody has to do anything, but the way the NBA is, the way, the way LeBron coaches these teams essentially, to me that's like the ultimate flex saying you're going to get my kid and I'm going to be there.
2: Yeah. So from well, from what I from what I've been reading, Bronny is uh, Bronny being LeBron James's son is eligible for the twenty twenty four draft.
3: Oh, twenty two. Okay, I'm sorry. T- so, two. Years.
2: Yeah. So he's so, got he's two had, years. so
3: LeBron would have two years in in free agency essentially. Yeah but
2: but he does have I think he's I I think his contract with the Lakers goes until next year but I don't know that he might have like a player option where he can like opt out this year if he wants I'm to I'm sure yeah, I'm
3: sure his contract was was set up based off of knowing that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um I I mean to me it's a no-brainer that he's going to play with with his son, you know. I it, it with everything that LeBron has accomplished in his career I think that's yeah, the only I'm thing Yeah, it's the only thing left to check off his checklist to me.
3: So, I mean, okay, say uh, obviously we're we're, – again, we're talking basketball here, uh, not a sport that you and I are highly involved or uh, follow. I mean, we'll watch it and and Pistons being the closest to us. If if you're a Cavs fan, are you open to the opportunity to have his son and LeBron kind of hanging up his his shoes and and ending in Cleveland where he came, he went, he came? You went, you know. Are you open arms, or are you kind of leery of it? No, or I mean that's
2: really a yeah, scenario? yeah. I, that's a cool story, I think. But the tough situation is that the Cavs are a good team right now. Like yeah. they have been playing well, and and I think the fact that LeBron is going to be a free agent is going to want to play with his son is going to is going to boost Bronny's draft. Absolutely, stock, I, I I think it's almost like of all- his talent
3: almost like a ball situation you got the three ball brothers and you know you got lonzo and i i don't even know because i don't even give a shit who they are but yeah but uh you know really i mean there's so much hype around them because their dad and everything like that mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong you, you know uh you, they've had flashes but i think there was so much because they were in the public spotlight because uh, you know L- lonzo and Leangelo and all that stuff like i feel like their their status uh, kind of propelled because of those different situations, and, and I think definitely your LeBron James uh, son, you know, in yeah, he's he is highly touted. He's, I, I saw he was like, you know, uh, top one hundred, essentially uh, pick. Which don't get me wrong, that, that's great, but yeah, you're definitely gonna gonna carry some some name behind that, and I sure, and I'm sure long term that depending on where his son goes, his dad will play. Essentially retire, and then I could see his dad being a strong proponent in that organization where his son plays, uh, whether it's like a front office or, or something like that, because that's kind of how he's geared. So you mm-hmm. definitely know if you can land that kid, there's there's a lot of, there's a lot behind it, incentive coming behind that.
2: Yeah, and and that's something where like if it, you know if Ronnie's projected, and I'm just pulling numbers out of the air, you know, if he's projected like uh, like a 26th overall pick, right, like. He's still going to be boosted to like could go number one, because if it's a destination where LeBron's like, Hey, I'm willing to sign with you guys. If you draft Bronny, then they're going to do it. You know, like why, why wouldn't you? A, that goes down in your legacy and B, you've got, you know, you've got LeBron James and, and the potential of his son being a superstar as well. He may not pan out, but he also may pan out, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a drafting drama shit show because there's also going to be like, what if, what if uh what if Detroit, like two years from now in twenty twenty four, what if Detroit's in the number one pick, you know, and LeBron's like, hey, if you draft Bronny, I'm still not gonna I'm not still not gonna sign with you guys because I don't want to play in Detroit. Then of course, if there's better prospects than Bronny, then Detroit's gonna draft somebody else. And then I, think,
3: I almost feel like the best case scenario would be that Bronny Jr. just totally dominates the next two years and, and becomes the consensus number has one. to be a
2: number one. Yeah. 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 Where, that would be the best.
3: Absolutely. That would be the best scenario for, for the NBA, but yep. for us viewers, like you said, maybe he's mediocre, middle of the pack. So, yeah. so therefore someone's going to have to reach for him. It's just yeah. to screw everything
2: up. Yeah, I know that's, that's, that's really what is going to be, what we're going to be keeping our eye on for the next two years is, is how does Brownie progress and and where, where exactly does he fall in draft because, Make no mistake, it is going to influence what LeBron James does. Oh yeah, absolutely. But,
3: uh, but yes, Zach, I'm 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 excited. You know, we we, we got through a show, uh, very very uh, loosely with a with a, a itinerary here. We usually have a good set of notes. We threw one together. Uh, we made it. Uh, you know, a, a little uh, a flub in the beginning, which is uh, is. I feel like that's just part of the show at this point. People expect yeah. it. So, so, um uh, but yes, but uh, I, I do, I, I didn't have a chance to tell you, I, I'm gonna be gone next week. So, if you want to carry the load, uh, you may have to take it, or otherwise, we'll take the week off. We'll, we'll decide, we'll let you guys know. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be out. I got, got some work meetings, I'll, uh, be, be, be out in Muskegon, you know, Zach's old stopping ground. So,
2: wow, yeah, the beach city.
3: Yeah, so but, uh, but anyways, uh, Zach, I'm glad you were able to to, to keep up. Like I said, I knew you were with, on with Corner Booth earlier today. I didn't know if you'd make it. You know, they, those guys go hard. So, so, uh, appreciate everybody jumping in tonight. Uh, we didn't have to do the roundtable, we made it all the way through. So, so, uh, on behalf of myself, I'm Mike Brown, I'm my co host here, Zach Mac. Uh, maybe we'll see you next week. We're not 100% sure. We'll see. But, uh, either way, uh, tune in, uh, Tuesday or I'm sorry, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern time. See you guys later.
2: Stay tuned on Twitter. We'll let you know.